look, I want to get I want to get her started again, nice and quick, Paul. Um, I was at a high school reunion, unofficial high school reunion, and I say unofficial because it wasn't planned by the school or anything like that. Somebody, because of COVID, uh, we were supposed to get together just before COVID happened. My high school graduating class decided to get together for a rather informal um, get together about uh, was two weeks ago now. Yeah, I saw your your Facebook photos on that. And yeah, they look really cool. The fact that you're able to get a lot of people out uh, for that, for your said your unofficial high school reunion. About um, 20 of us, yeah. Yeah, that, that is really cool. And and we have, well, a lot of your friends are, are my friends as well. So you're... Uh, you're f- you would have recognized some of those faces. Probably. Yeah, there was a few familiar faces in the photos. Uh, you're, now, do you know Goodwin? No, I don't think so. Oh, really? Yeah, I may have met oh, him once. He's such a great yeah. guy. But you need to know Brian, <laughs> which is part of what I wanted to talk about about this is that last time I saw Brian Goodwin, one of my great friends from high school was 10 years ago. Hmm. And the time I saw him before that was about 10 years ago. Wow. And I'm thinking this guy, who I consider a really good friend, we've kept in touch a little bit through Messenger and stuff like that. Um, this is a guy I want in my life more than twice every t- 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah, you're right. You, you're kind of reminded of of the fact that yes, there is people that you see every year, you know, five, ten, whatever, how many years, and it's like, you know what? I enjoy hanging out with you. Like, why is it every only ten years? This is yeah. And he lives a far. I won't give his location off on the air unless he was here, but uh, and wanted me to. I've already given his first and last name, <laughs> but um, he's he's far. He's about three uh, three and a half hours from here, so it's mm-hmm. far. I mean, I've gone to flown places to see friends more often than I've, I've met up with him. But the point being that, yeah, we just, for people like that, who give us such, we just get along so well. Um, it's just to me, we, we got to be seeing each other more than twice every 10 years, 20 years. So the organization of this, was it just kind of, I guess a, a lot of the high school people were on Facebook and I guess somebody had yeah. sort of took the bull by the horn and, and decided to try to get a get together going on. Is that how it worked? Yeah, so in 2013, we did a more formal one. It was still not sanctioned by the school. It was us that just decided. In fact, it was Brian that always wanted to have a high school reunion. So around 20 years after we graduated, he, he we decided to put one together, and we, we sold tickets for it. We reserved a restaurant, like a, a space. It was a little bit more formally put together. And then I guess about four years ago, somebody decided, hey, why don't we just name a spot and and put it out there and see how many people show up. And I was in Japan at the time, so I wasn't able to to join it the last time, but they, I think they had maybe 10 people, maybe more. I wasn't there, but it was at least a 10 or 12 people that came out. And, and everybody said, hey, let's just do this again. Let's just say we don't need to make a big deal out of it. Just name a place, name a time, and then uh, do boom, we'll all meet there. So we had planned to do that before COVID in March of 2020. And of course, we know how that turned out. We canceled it. And then here we are three years later, almost mm-hmm. exactly three years later, we decided um, to re- revamp it and say, hey, guys, we were supposed to do this. How about this place at this time? And uh, that's what we did. Yeah, no, that that's really cool. The fact that you had such a good turnout and yeah to see some people that you obviously hadn't seen before but yeah i I think for a lot of people it's um 
Yeah, there's there's obviously work involved in, in trying to reach out to people. You, you probably have more of your high school contacts on Facebook than you realize. Um, but Especially I, at this generation, right? This yeah. Is, we're, we're the Facebook generation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like for, for me, I don't think there's been any kind of, well, not that I'm aware of, um, any kind of school reunions or anything like that. Um, nothing... Nothing in the, within the last 10 years, that's for sure. So, yeah, if, if there was one, I would definitely be interested in attending. I think it would be a cool experience to, to see people that, you know, how they've come in life and, and just to kind of, you know, yeah. it would just be an interesting experience, that's all. Well, and that's what a typical reunion yeah. is, right? And it's usually sanctioned by the school. Yeah. They usually put it on and it's a big deal and there's a formal invitation to it. What What was unique about this is that We'd already had a couple t- rounds of that, so it wasn't like I think there was one guy or two maybe that we had not seen since graduating. Mm. Versus everybody else had seen each other in some way, shape, or form at least a couple times. Um, not to mention some of these people are friends with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm friends with with a, a few of the f- the people that were there on a regular. Like Tyler was there, mm-hmm. um, Everett was there. Um, Peter was there, of mm-hmm. course. It, so it wasn't like it was a huge catch up of like, wow, my God. Like it, it was, it was like we were catching up on the last five to, to seven years versus like 50. Yeah. 50 years. Yeah. That's true. So it, it made it a little bit different um, than if you were to get some letter from your school saying, hey, everybody, you know, then that, that just creates a whole different kind of uh, feeling about it. Uh, and the, I, I, one other thing I want to add is that we were the first graduating class of our high school, huh, okay. which there was only 90 of us, I believe, around 90 of us that, that were in that cohort because mm-hmm. we were all in grade nine together in a school of, you know, hundreds. And then they decided uh, in Pickering where they hadn't built a school yet, a Catholic high school yet. And this was going to be the first Catholic high school in Pickering. And they just basically said, anyone in this area um, is going to now go to this new high school. So the first class we had was actually in grade, was grade 10. Mm. So in the first year of the school, we only had a grade 10 and a grade nine class. And then every year we would go up a grade and we were always the oldest in the school. Yeah. And it was always, you know, this 90 or so people, it got a little bigger, I guess, as time went on. But that was a big factor too, is that we were closer, I think, because of that. We hung out together more because it was such a smaller group. It wasn't like 300 people in your class kind of thing, yeah. or 500. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's St. Mary's, right? Because my, mm-hmm. my wife went to that, that same high school. Obviously, yes. many years behind you. Um, Sorry? But yeah. what, what's that? Many? What, obviously? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, just because you're advanced age, that's all. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah. wiser. Yeah, you're you're wiser. Your your uh, your gray hairs. That, that's all. Never mind. Well, we've um, we've done some traveling, and I I did want to get a little. Just something that came to mind was the kind of traveling that that people do. You know, you you could travel with your your close family. You know, you and your kids uh, or kid. Um, you could travel with other family members like your your parents or your, uh-huh. your your siblings and their kids or kid um and i i just came back from a trip we went to to banff ski trip uh-huh. yeah and we we traveled with my brother-in-law who's been on this podcast and um 
I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, the experience of traveling with family or friends when you've got per- sometimes competing interests uh, on, uh, you know. So I just wanted to to say in general or ask you, have you traveled with other f- families on trips and has the experience been generally positive or a bit of both or always po- like what what's what's been your experience with that yeah good question um yeah because i yeah my wife and i we've done a lot of traveling um we haven't necessarily traveled with another family uh but i have traveled with other people before um and i always think that yeah who your travel partner is is so very important because who you're with can make or break a vacation Um, It really can. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, vacation times are are precious in the sense that you're spending a lot of money. You know, you're taking time off work. So you want to make sure you enjoy your vacation. Nobody wants a a bad holiday. Otherwise, it puts you in a horrible mood. Um, But, yeah, for the most part, you know, we, my wife and I, we've been very selective as to who we we travel with. Because, you know, we've, we've had some trips in the past where, you know, maybe, you know, with other couples or whatever that maybe we didn't gel as much as 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 i thought it was going to be or or maybe not be as as um you know the the aligning interests um it's it's hard to kind of describe it but there's there's times when we've traveled with people and they 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 get on your nerves by the time that the the vacation is is wrapping up you're kind of glad to be going home that type of thing and what would be an example of that um just what what gets on someone's nerves about traveling with someone i don't know maybe just some of their living habits or just some of the stuff that they want to do cleaning up after breakfast yeah yeah or or just leaving their stuff around if you're sharing an accommodation because sometimes you can travel and you each have your own room yeah or you could share us uh like a a chalet or something. Yeah. Yeah. There, there can be a lot of different factors and I'm not going to go into too much detail in case, you know, maybe those, some of, some of those people might be listening. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not, but either way, I won't, you know, go into the, the finer. Please feel free to go into it. Yeah. The finer details, but yeah, just to, to say that, you know, there can be people that have um, different physical limitations. Um, you know, my wife and I are, are very much into to walking and, and sightseeing. Mm. Other people, not so much. They don't want to do that. Um, so you have to really be so careful as to who you select in, in, in the right type of trip. If you're going for like a beach holiday, then certain people would be good for that. But if you're going for a sightseeing, then you want to have a different people for that. Um, yeah, and hard when the place is it can offer both of those things, yeah. right? So then it is a decision, are we going sightseeing or are we going beach today? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of times, you know, my wife and I just sometimes prefer to just be the three of us. Um, you know, my, my wife, my you son and, your, and I. Your, your son, um, your because, wife, yeah. Because, yeah, we, we travel well together. We we're not we get along well in the sense that we, we all like the same things. We all sort of like the same adventures and, and the same places. So, you know, a lot of times we just go the three of us because – we enjoy your time together. We don't need to bring another family with us because it just, it really complicates things as well in the sense that, you know, certain people can only travel at a certain time or I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's hard to line it up. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult to have, um, you know, a a very cohesive vacation where everyone's in agreement with everything. And, And it's, 
obviously it's kind of unrealistic to expect to expect that to happen anyway but so uh, why would someone travel with like why would anyone pick someone else to travel with like like well, in your experience why have you traveled with people um that's a good point we and and you know it hasn't happened very often but just sometimes it, it does come up in in a conversation oh you know come on out and and you know let's get let's travel together and and sometimes it's been good sometimes maybe not so much but for the most part we we do just travel the three of us um our most recent trip i mentioned in the previous episode we went to the uk for two weeks and my mom joined us um and that was a positive experience we we got along and, and you had told me you wouldn't you didn't expect it to be you thought there'd be a lot of issues with, yeah. <laughs> uh, with your mom no <laughs> hey she's going to be listening to this episode so i know yeah yeah you're just setting me up for failure there uh no no it, it's <laughs> i am kidding yeah. yes um everything went great we we rented um like airbnb um a couple of different locations and it worked out really well um and and it's also because it was the type of trip where we all had similar interests in the sense that we all wanted to see the same thing um yeah that's her place of birth right? yeah and she absolutely. lived there for a while and she she was a bit of a you know it's her her country in yeah. a sense and and she, so and she's in great physical condition in the sense that you know we walked a lot um, you know, 20, 25,000 steps a day and, and she kept up, you know, and, and you're lucky too, right? Yeah. Because like your mom is, uh, you know, your mom, and yeah. you're, you know, you're so age wise, this is a kind of trip that if she wasn't in good shape, this wouldn't be possible. No, it wouldn't. And, and it it would, if anything could be a real pain in the And it would be very frustrating. Like we, we have traveled with people who do have physical limitations that would not be able to come anywhere close to, you know, being able to, to walk. So to, to bring the wrong person on a trip like this, where it's a sightseeing trip and, and you want to walk and, and see places, it would be yeah. very, very, very frustrating to have certain individuals on a trip like that. Um, so yeah, having, you know, knowing that my mom, you know, was in a position to be able to physically keep up with us worked out amazing and we had a fantastic trip it was it was uh it was a great trip and and every moment was 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 amazing um but you know if we had brought a different couple with us it may not have been we may have been a lot of friction yeah. or, or a lot of frustration so one of the things is that i've if i was to say i mean we didn't plan it this way but if you were to come up with like the top five things to be aware of or conscious of if you're going to travel with somebody i don't know what the five are offhand but i've written one or two down here and one of them is you've got to be okay with doing separate things mm -hmm. i think that's a that so if you are going to go on a beach let's go mexico is a classic example there's sightseeing to be done there and there's also the beach and, and there's the pool. So some people might want to just do the pool that day and some people might want to do sightseeing. And I think as, as couples, you have to say to yourselves, you know what, let's try to do some stuff together. But if one day you want to do the, the ruins and and we're, and you just have no interest in in, in that um, or your friends don't, then, then you do the ruins that day and they do something else that day. Especially when it comes to things like shopping, mm, like yep. shopping would be a big one. Oh, if, if you're going with a couple that loves to shop yep, and that's yep. all they really want to do, that would, so, so being okay with doing separate yeah, things. No, that, that's huge. It's that's point. That's yeah, one hundred percent agree. 
The other one is, I wrote it down here, organized, being organized, where if you're, if part of the trip is dependent, which it was for my recent trip, which was a ski trip, you've got to be organized. Yeah. And if you have one family that's totally all over the place and the other that's pretty organized, you're going to have a tough time Mm -hmm. if you agree that by 730 in the morning, everybody needs to be outside in the circle in front of the building, Mm -hmm. ready to go to to make the 45 minute drive to Lake Louise or Sunshine or whatever it is, that will be a problem if at 8 p.m. or 8 a.m., sorry, the other couple isn't out there in the circle. Yeah, absolutely. Or worse yet, you you get a hold of them and they say, oh man, we're going to need another hour because yeah. we haven't even started getting ready yet. And yeah. now you've just lost an hour of the morning yeah. when you wanted to get to the ski hill by a certain time. So that's yeah. that's another thing. You've got to be organized and on the ball. Yeah. Oh, you know, for sure. Like if there's an activity involved, whether it's sightseeing or, or like a sporting activity, like, yeah, you want to maximize your day and not be farting around and, and wasting wasting your time because that's going to really piss people off. And, and yeah, I 100% agree with that. So we were lucky, my brother-in-law's the family, very, very organized. And I would say, and you know, we're not as on the ball with that as he is, but we're, or they are, we're pretty good. And he might be listening to this and say, oh man, we had to wait all the time for that. I think there was one time where we actually did have to wait for them. Um, but generally it was pretty synced up. So um, that's absolutely key because if, if you run into that, you're going to be like frustrated for the, the whole, the whole trip. So, um, that would be, and the mobility thing, I think, is another one. If you're traveling with another couple who doesn't like walking, yeah, and it's a walking kind of trip, like oh yeah, like we, London, you, you, you kill them, yeah. You, that's a that's a walking trip. New York City, that's a walking yeah, trip. Yeah, no, um, we, so, we 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 know a couple that you know like to travel as well, but I would never in a million years ask them to come on a on a walking trip like what we did. You know, you'd, you'd end up killing them at the end of, end of the trip. And it's like... You'd end up killing you too. Yeah, probably. And he could and, keep up with you. Yeah. And it's just, you have to know the people you're traveling with. Simple as that. Well, it's been a while since we've talked about my Airbnb. So I think we should talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and hey, we mentioned the fact that well, I've been traveling a lot um, while being in, in the UK, and I was actually had a recent trip to Calgary. So I've actually been staying in a lot of Airbnbs. Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool now. You know, obviously, you've talked about your Airbnb on a number of occasions, but having stayed in a number of Airbnbs, I, I can now sort of appreciate, um, you know, what makes a good Airbnb host versus one that maybe it's not so good. Um, mm. you know, certain things that, that as a, as a customer of Airbnb, things that rank highly in, in my opinion. Good. I want to hear about this. Yeah, this is, this is good stuff. So, so I'll just give you a very quick. So the last time we talked about this was probably, I don't know, a couple months after I had it going, which would have been end of last year. I, I got this Airbnb up and running in October of 2021 no 2022 sorry and um it's been uh, it's been running now uh yeah i guess almost 6 months mm-hmm. and in the first few months we had a property manager who uh i they did a really good job getting the place set up they designed it they set it up um put it all together 
and got the listing up, which uh, was was huge because there's a lot of work involved in that. Yeah. So if anybody wants to know what goes into setting up an Airbnb in a proper way, that is, versus just, and I shouldn't say proper. If, if you want to know how to set up where it's dedicated as an Airbnb, I got lots to say about that. Yeah. Some people take their homes and make them, you know, partly available as Airbnbs. That's a whole different story. So the the thing I wanted to talk about a little bit here was we were having some troubles uh, in the past couple of months with communicating with our property manager, understanding of what her plan was. We weren't getting a lot of bookings. Like in February, January, we had one medium term rental in one of our units. And just to recap, we have a duplex with two units in it. One is a one bedroom, one's a two. And we had a medium term renter renting for three months, January, February, March in one unit, which is common in this business that you you put a longer term person in in the winter in the slower months. And then uh, that way you've got a little more consistency because the winter months are slower. And uh, we weren't too happy about the revenue. It was just pitiful. Like January, we, we only had that one renter and we had no other rental renters that month. And I just kept asking a lot of questions like, hey, well, what's the strategy here? Like, what platforms are we listed on? What's going on? And uh, at one point, she got testy with me and said, you know what? If you don't like the way we're doing it, well, you just do it yourself then. And uh, we have a con- had a contract. And the contract stipulated that each of us had to give two months notice if we were going to break the relationship. And she said, why don't we just end it? And why don't we just end it like now? So, so she basically fired you then? Well, I'll say she fired herself. It's okay. a little, sounds it's more palatable. Yeah, all right, for all right. Me. okay, all right. We'll but fine, yeah, she fired me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fine. I'll I'll accept that. <laughs> um, yeah. And and she yeah she did she literally just said let's it was like this was at the end of February it was like the twentieth or something she said or twenty fifth she said all right uh, effective March one let's sever this relationship. I said, hold on a second here. We have got a lot of things I've been asking about for a long time that I just still don't have answers to, like what bookings are in our place? What uh, what other arrangements have you made? What what the cleaners? Who are they? The, the, the garbage guy, the snow shoveler guy? Who are they? Where are they? How do we get a hold of them? How can we ensure a consistent turn, like once it turns over, yeah. that that's going to happen smoothly? So I was a little bit panicked, right? And to add insult to injury... She said she wasn't going to give us any of that information until the day of the cl- the contract ended. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, this uh, this lady sounds like a real piece of work. So maybe it's a good thing you did sever ties with her. I will say this: that in the end, we couldn't be happier with how it all turned good. out. Okay, we okay. have never been busier. I've had almost the entire almost the entire month of March was completely booked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say that that all came after having to pick up the pieces from her just basically dumping this back on her shoulders. Yeah. Um, we had a great March and we got a fantastic April. It's going to be our highest month of the, of the whole Good. time since we started and things are happening. Hmm. Things are going well, smoothly. There've been a couple hiccups here and there, but yeah. So it was just a nightmare dealing with this transition. Um, so basically this lady was the problem though, in the sense that she wasn't doing, she wasn't working for you. And no, yeah. Although, I think although you, she had lost interest or something had happened, she just put her took her foot off the pedal, got focused in other areas, and just was not interested in in being transparent and communicating with me. Um, so it was definitely 
very much time for a change. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that worked out for you. And I'm sure, yes, it was stressful a couple of weeks there while you sort of sorted things out. It was. But, but now that things are sorted out and you know that things have looked up and, and couldn't be better, that um, this was probably a great learning experience for you as well, knowing that, it first was. of all, you can do it and, you know, take you out of your comfort zone and, and sort of really have to embrace the role of sort of being a property manager yourself. Um, yes. And hey, now, yeah. now that you know this stuff, then, you know, it, it's all part of your overall education that you've that you've experienced over the last year, you know, with the whole property. And, and now you're learning to be a property manager and, and realizing that, that you're actually okay at it. I'm pretty good yeah, at it, actually, yeah. to be honest. It's uh, it's not without its potential hiccups. There have been a couple things that that I did that were not good. We have two units, and we have a a wireless. Um, you can go in with a keypad, and I can assign the numbers to people remotely. Mm-hmm. So I can I can open the door to the place remotely through the system. It's it's August the August lock system, so you can control it via. Uh, Wi-Fi and everything. And my one issue that happened was I accidentally applied the code to the wrong unit. And I had one guest walk in on another guest, um, which was a bit of a, a a bit of an issue. Um, (laughs) They were fortunately very uh, understanding of it. Um, But I had to deal in the middle of a, of a Thursday afternoon, I got a call at four 15 from a pretty angry tenant saying, Clark, do you know just what happened? Do you know what happened just now? And I'm like, yes, because I've already talked to the other person who said that they just walked in on you. <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I said, yes, I know there was an issue and that someone opened your door and, and she's freaking out. She, I said, is there anything I can do? I, I've sorted. I'm looking into why it happened. Is there anything I can do to help you feel better about this? And she says, I'm just so angry. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. So yeah. meanwhile, I, I had to step away from a, a business meeting to deal with this. Um, and like, you know, I'm like, this isn't my day job, but it's important. Yeah. And yeah, so, absolutely. so I have, I still have to make a decision whether I want to continue to be the property manager or whether we want to outsource it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm in a TBD at the moment on mm. that. It's cause it, cause you do have to give up some of your money to, to hire somebody. It's yeah going to be 15, 20% of your revenue is typically what they'll charge. Mm-hmm. So, cause there's a lot of activity going on. So, uh, so yeah. Um, I, but I did want to ask you, sorry, you want to ask something? Um, yeah, well, I, I guess, yeah, you're having to kind of, when you, when you deal with these urgent issues and you hope it doesn't, you don't have a ton of urgent issues, but yeah, it's all about accountability in that, um, you know, yes, mistakes are going to happen. Um, but yeah, you, you're, as an Airbnb host, you need to be attentive. And, and if somebody sends you a message, you gotta, you gotta answer it as soon as possible. You do. Fortunately, I did. And they, in the end said, you really handled it well. Yeah. And that, that's I didn't good. try to make yeah. excuses for it or, and in the end, she actually said what, that I handled it really well. And I, I what I did is I went back to her after I her, giving her a chance to sort of breathe a bit. Uh, later in the day, I just said, Hey, you know, is there anything I can do to, uh, make up for it? And she said, well, the first thing you can do is remove that ridiculous pet fee you charged me. (laughs) Pet fee. (laughs) So, so I don't, we don't allow pets. 
Okay. And I, I talked to someone about this because I had read that you can get more bookings if you do allow pets. Mm. And my, my friend said to me, I said, why don't we just allow pets? And he's been helping me out, by the way, with this, like in the background with some of the pricing stuff and yeah. with some advice. He said, uh, I said, well, why don't we allow pets? He says, okay, are you comfortable with uh, a Rottweiler or a pit bull that's barking and biting people staying at your Airbnb? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, good point. I was picturing more like the little terrier, like the little small yeah, dog. Yeah, you know, it's going to be some mean, ugly thing that's, uh, or making a horrible mess. Are you mess. comfortable with them bringing a, a kimono dragon into <laughs> your place or yeah. uh, six cats or, yeah. so what he recommended was just put a no pet uh, note there and then let people ask about it if it's okay. Yeah. So we have actually allowed a couple pets to stay there because they said, hey, we noticed you have a no pet uh, policy. Would you consider letting my chihuahua uh, who doesn't scratch doesn't go on furniture is quiet which i don't think chihuahuas are really known to be quiet but um you know our doesn't shed and it's it's you know clean and whatever so we have allowed but we charge a fee for it because sometimes there is fur and all that that needs to be cleaned makes a bit different um but yeah so she said first thing you can do is remove that ridiculous pet fee you charged me i said okay well we'll remove the fee um, yeah. and then she says, secondly, you can give me a night that the tonight's accommodations, uh, should be com- compensated. I said, yeah, that's fair. Her final night there as well. Right. It was her final day. Yeah. So I said, okay, f- uh, we can do that. And then I thought I'll just put a little bit on top of that. And I said, and I'm also going to give you $50 credit for, for the trouble. And she wrote back, she says, bravo, Clark, you've handled this beautifully. It's like, okay, thank you. Uh, sounds a little bit condescending, but a little yeah, bit. Okay, but all right. No, she didn't say bravo. I, I added that. She said nicely done. Yeah, bravo, kind of the same. Thing. Yeah, but she just said nicely done, Clark. You've handled this really well. And then the next day, I'm afraid she's going to give me a bad review, right? Because reviews are super important on mm-hmm. Airbnb. Like if you don't get a five, it can really hurt. Yeah. Um. And so I said, hey, look, I know what happened. Would you? kindly just if you don't feel comfortable like could you just give me no review if you're still upset about this and you know you got to kind of finagle that how to say that without being like are you kidding me of course you're going to get a one out of five you you know for what happened you're going to get a bad review like you're not stopping me yeah so i wrote her i just said would you mind just not reviewing me if if this is something that's affected your experience and she says no you did a fantastic job handling it all i'm gonna give you uh, a five out of five good good thank you so i was patting myself a bit Mm -hmm. for dealing with that and getting her turning it around um and doing it in a way that didn't offend her because i could have pissed her off like what do you mean you know so so got a good review out of her and handled it yeah well so but good good exercising of the muscles yeah I, i mentioned that you know with with my recent trips um you know, when we were in the UK, we stayed at three separate Airbnbs. Um, yes. And all of them were, were positive experiences. Um, I will say this, you know, the, the, the photos <laughs> that you see, um, you know, posted on on the various websites can, can be a little misleading. Usually to the to the fact you're expecting it to be better or as good as the photos, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. You know, the first place we stayed at, which was in London, um, you know, excellent location. Couldn't ask for anything better. Um, but it was smaller than than what I thought it was going to be. Um, 
but you know it's still a nice enough unit it was um you know all the units we stayed at was were, were, were well cared for they were cleaned cleaning is is you want to make sure you're staying at a, at a clean place um first of course it's the number one yeah it's, well Pretty much I, I know a little bit about this. The num- cleanliness is certainly at the top of the. F- it's in the top three. Yeah, good Wi-Fi signal is up there. Yeah, and comfortable yeah. sleeping. Yeah, Wi-Fi. Like the beds well. have to be comfortable. Those yeah. are the three most important things. Yeah, and and you know you're not gonna. You have to understand you're not gonna get a perfect place. It's not gonna be a five star hotel. Um, there's gonna be some places. Mine is. Yeah, there are gonna be some places that are better than others. Um, you know, we we stayed at a, a place in Windsor. Um, which was absolutely Windsor, UK, that was absolutely amazing. Um, that exceeded my expectations just in terms of, of, mm. of the layout and, 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 you know, the, the size of the unit and convenience. Um, I stayed at an Airbnb on my most recent trip to Calgary, and there was some issues on that one in the sense that there was, a few items where I felt that the communication could have been a lot better. Mm. So I'm yeah, I'm, communications. Yeah. Too. So I'm yeah. I'm not sure how I'm going to rate that one because overall the unit was great. Um, I I can't fault the unit itself, but yeah, from the owner there was. A, what have you? This was a while ago though. Can no, no, this this was them? Calgary. This was oh, I, Calgary. Yeah, I just Sorry, came yeah. back from this is earlier this week. Um, yeah, you got 14 days to give them a review. Yeah, yeah. So have I, they reviewed you yet? As it said, they've reviewed you. Uh, I haven't checked, but I, because you know, that it goes both ways. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You. Yeah. And you don't see their review and they don't see yours until you've reviewed. Them. Oh, okay. Both have to have re- that way. It creates, it doesn't, it doesn't allow for a tit for tat sort of thing. Like, oh, you gave me a bad review. So I'm going to give you a bad review. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So yeah, then I will definitely check into that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm a bit conflicted in, in terms of, of the, of the review just because. Want me to help you with it a bit? Yeah, maybe we can. I'll reach out to you offline, and we can we can. Discuss, well, I can but. just tell you what I would do, Paul, is give them a five overall on the over, but but just write a private note about the issues. Yeah. So you could say, um, you could just give them a good review publicly, but save the communication piece for the private note because there's a chance you can. There's a part where after you give your review, you can say private note then give that part of the feedback and they won't see that until they've already reviewed you so they won't okay work so, work against that's what i would recommend doing they will really appreciate that yeah you know and, and that that's a good point as well and that you don't want to tarnish someone's reputation and, and they'll appreciate you for not doing that but at the same time yeah. they need to be made aware that there's certain things yeah. that could have been they explained do. better and and just the communication could have, could have they been should appreciate that yeah but it's to pillory them in public I think as as a Airbnb host, of course, I yeah. have this perspective, but I think it's important that that people do um, the communication or that when you have that feedback, just give it privately, unless they were really just complete jerks about it. What was the communication thing that? What was the specifics of that that you that you had an issue with? Was it response time or was it um, so that the, the- that that they told you the door was here, but you did actually over there or the lock thing didn't work or like what was the yeah so the, the the place in in calgary that i stayed at they just didn't explain how how like the key fob system worked and you know entry into the underground parking garage all of that like there, is, there could have been a, some more details provided. did the reviews say anything about that did you happen to notice um i didn't 
really go into that much detail because it, they sort of came up as 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 they went along. Um, either way, yeah, Airbnbs they're they're good. Um, I, I would recommend them. You know, it's it's you, you get a, a a nice a nicer place than what you would get at a hotel. Um, you know, there's limitations as to to the hotel's experience. It can be good in some ways, maybe not so much for others. Yeah, it's a different experience. Yeah, and and when especially if you're spending a week or at least three or four days at a location, you want to make sure you're comfortable. All right, what are we watching, Paul? What's on your uh, What's on your docket? Uh, what have you been watching recently? Uh, well, lots of stuff. Um, you know, there's lots of good shows that are out that I've been catching up on, but I guess the, the one thing I'll, I'll sort of single out for today. By the um, way, it can be what we're watching, reading or listening to. Okay. Yep. Um, there was a Netflix documentary, the MH370. This was the, um, missing Malaysian airlines. Uh, yes. I started oh. watching that. I got yeah. about half an hour in, but anyway, yeah. continue. So yeah, it is a three-part uh, documentary. I think the episodes, yeah, three episodes, about an hour each episode. Um, and it's just discussing this, um, I don't know how familiar our listeners might be on this, but back in- This 20- was the one that went missing, right? Yeah. Back in 2014, there was a Malaysian Airlines flight and then there was over, I think about 300 people on board. Was it in 2014? Yeah, 2014. Um, yeah, I was thinking it was while I was in Asia, but no, it wasn't. It was yeah. before we went because I went in 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, this this flight went missing, um, and it was uh, quite the. I'm trying to think back as because obviously almost ten years ago, but um, I, I do recall it being quite a bit in the headlines back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just kind of explained about the the mystery of the fact that it just felt like this flight literally just disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, and it was quite remarkable in, in that manner. Um, so the documentary focused on a lot of different items, like it talked about, um, you know, obviously the, the, the families, the anguish that they went through with not having any answers, not being able to obtain any, any closure in terms of, of their missing loved ones. Um, but it, it did talk a lot about the various, um, I guess conspiracy theories, which obviously it's going to be quite prevalent when something like this happens. Um, you know, it ranged anywhere from, um, you know, a hijacking to like Russian interference, um, you know, cover-ups by Malaysian airlines and them, themselves. Um, and there was a lot of individuals that sort of took it upon themselves to, to investigate. There was, um, you know, certain people that, that featured prominently within the documentary. There's this one guy, I guess best way to describe him was sort of like an adventurer. And he, he took it upon himself to kind of travel to various parts of the world, I think off the coast of Africa, where supposedly some of the wreckage of this flight uh, washed up on shore. Um, so it is assumed that I'm trying not to give too much away, but either way, it's it's common knowledge now that that it, it the wreckage that they have found is still not conclusive. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there still is is no true answer as to what happened with this flight. They've never found a black box, so right. you know, there, there's lots and lots of of various um, 
writings and and layers and and, in so many different um, individuals that have sort of immersed themselves in this overarching big mystery that's been going on um, to the point that I don't know if we'll we'll ever really find out what happened to this flight. Um, But it it is interesting in the sense that, um, you know, it does make you think in terms of, yeah, there is a lot of plausible theories as to what could happen with this flight. And it's hard to believe that, that a plane that large could just disappear makes you realize how, how large the oceans are. Um, Yeah. That's the thing. Like when this plane went down, they, they had an idea as to the general area, but they had, um, you know, multiple ships out in the ocean where within a, a square kilometer radius as to, to where they thought it went down. Multiple countries were involved. I think uh, Australia, Malaysia, uh, French were involved. Like multiple countries sent, um, you know, sent rescue vessels to try to find out what happened to this this airline. And yeah, after all the effort and after all the modern technology that we have, still not 100% conclusive. Nobody really knows for sure what, what happened. So yeah, it's 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 a very um, it, it's a compelling documentary. Um, not something you'd want to watch if you have a, a flight coming up soon, <laughs> especially over an ocean. Um, but yeah, it, it's it makes you think, and and it was uh, it definitely kept my interest. So um, for for those of you that like sort of mysteries and and like to sort of go down the rabbit hole as to various uh, possible conspiracy theories and and that type of thing, then I would recommend this documentary. Well, and the other other sort of difficult thing about this too is, yeah, that happened in March of 2014. And then they had not long after in July 2014, they had that flight that was shot down over the Ukraine. Yeah. And they they Um, mentioned that. That's why the... There was speculation as to is Russia involved because you're right. There, I believe it was a Malaysian Airlines flight. As it well. was, yeah, same type of plane, yeah. Boeing seven seven seven. Yeah, and it, that it, one was en route to Kuala Lumpur. Got shot uh, down over Ukraine. In that's the Russians. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I said earlier I started started to watch it, and then I I don't know. I was just like it's very depressing, right? Like all the the sad people's families and. And I just was like, I'm not, I'm not into this one right now. I'll probably come back to it. Um, so I, so I do know of it and I started watching it, but it was just a bit too much for me at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's depressing. Like it, it yes, there, you, you definitely feel for the people involved and, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like it, it's More worth like, sticking, it's worth sticking around. I believe it. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I'm, and that's on Netflix, right? That series. Yes. Yeah. So for me, I just finished up uh, the latest season of The Crown. Oh, nice. Okay. And we'll say that as I have with the other episodes, I enjoyed the the other seasons. I did enjoy. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. I particularly liked, and I think she was in the previous season as well. I do. I thought the casting of Diana couldn't have been better. I mean, it was. Yeah amazing amazing that that character in particular i wasn't wild about charles i thought that was miscast in my opinion that's not charles he was not like that the the charles we see it was is awkward he's got big ears he's he's not dapper and distinguished like the actor that played that part so i was i didn't like that um i think the queen is fantastic the woman who does that part really really good i enjoyed that that episode about the 
the the Russian family. Yeah. Um, what are they called? Not the Habsburgs, but the. Um, oh, geez, I should know this. Um, uh, what's his name? The the Tsar Nicholas from. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Tsar Nicholas and his yeah. family. I thought that was a really good episode. Um, I like seeing certain characters like Tony Blair, who I also thought was not well cast in my opinion. Um, but the guy that played, uh, sorry, house of Romanoff. Romanoffs. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The Romanoffs. There's a good documentary on them, by the way, I think it was, okay. in it. or it's, it's kind of a, a, a what do they call it? Drama where mm-hmm. it's partly real, but also a documentary mm-hmm. really good. Uh, I think Netflix had a series of the Romanoffs or something. Yeah. Very good. Um, I thought the guy that played John Major, excellent casting yeah. for him. Um, the sons, who knows? We don't really yeah. know the sons that well. At that age. You don't hear them at that age that much. They, I'll, I'll give them a serviceable casting on that. They acted well, like the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I so I finished that. I, I, the, I guess the one thing that sort of sticks out to me when I do watch this is that I have to remind myself now and then that this is all made up these conversations like yeah. there's, they have not gone to the queen and said, so what happened when you met with, with um, Prince Edward about this? Like, did you really have that conversation in the study mm-hmm. about how he wants to have more friends or like, we all know that they, they didn't do that. They all got, they got this information from butlers and, and yeah. attendants and drivers and things that so we just, so there is this part of me. It's like, I'm really into this. And I'm like, we don't even really know if this was yeah. half true what they're talking about. Yeah. So but I, not I, a, it's not bad enough to distract me from it. I do enjoy it a lot and I'm willing to yeah. just go with the, let's assume this is roughly what was said or what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Like I, I too have seen season five of the crown and I'm a big aficionado of it. My wife and I, and obviously my mother. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and we've, we've talked a lot about the, the crown. Um, I, from what I understand, I think the historical accuracy is much better, has been quite good in terms of the first one to four seasons. Right. I think this particular season, season five, I, they, I get the impression they, they did take some liberties um, with respect to historical accuracy in the, in the sense to your comment. Yeah, we don't know what the private conversations have been. Right. In my personal feeling, I think they they did spend a little bit too much time on the whole Charles and Diana saga. It's been done way. I too didn't know much. about the phone tapping stuff. Yeah, I, I knew a little bit about that. Like there are some aspects like how of how that of, leaked out and was heard and, and yeah. publicized. I didn't know about that. Yeah, but the 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 episode where Charles and Diana have that sit down conversation in her kitchen and whatever like the, you don't know you don't mm. know what what went on in that conversation that's just pure fiction and you know i think they 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 maybe lost track a little bit um in in terms of you know the direction in which they wanted to take it i think there's a lot more um interesting things um that they could have talked about with the royal family than than I dwelling they- way too long on charles and diana i agree and i don't know if they did that just because they think that's what the audience wanted to hear Maybe mm. I don't, I don't know, but, uh, overall, yeah, it wasn't my favorite season, mm. but I did enjoy it. And I think is the next season, the last season. I think so. Yeah. From what I understand, I, th- I think it's going to be the last season. And that uh, season I think got disrupted a bit by the queen's death, if I'm not mistaken. I think they paused filming for a little while while that's that the, 
okay. fallout from that finished. I think they did say out of respect for the queen, we will not be filming. We'll pause our filming. So yeah. I don't know if that's going to mean it's going to get delayed or not, but, but yeah, overall I've been very happy with the series. I think yeah. all the Queens have been excellent. Um, starting with Claire Foy mm-hmm. to forget the name of the second person, but They've done well with the casting of the queen, I think. I think Olivia Coleman was the, yeah. the second one. Yeah. Who I, I knew like, her from Hot Fuzz. She's one of the police officers in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. If you've ever seen that. Yeah, I, I agree with your comments about the, the casting. The woman who played the, the queen this time around, she was okay. I, I preferred the the other two actresses mm. um, prior to that. But um, yeah, you, you're... Is that because of how she looks or how she acts or both? I don't know. I thought she... Maybe a little bit of both. I know. Yeah. I I don't think that the casting quite matched her up correctly, but I think she was a good actor. Yeah, and that's I guess what they have to decide is: are we going for look? Mm. Are we going for acting ability? Are we going yeah, for sounds true. like them? So is, is they got to make compromises, I guess, somewhere. Yeah, and that's that's always going to be an expected, you know, contention of debate is to you know did they cast properly. And you who's know, available, and, right? Maybe yeah, the re- real person they wanted for some of these parts wasn't available. Yeah. Like on one season, they got Charles really well. Like when he was younger, yes, he was, yeah. that guy was amazing. He yes, was awkward sure. in every way we think he is. Yeah. That, the way he would push his chin down into his shoulder when he was talking and the, the yeah. mannerisms and yeah. and the, the goofiness that you remember of Charles mm-hmm. from, from then. Uh, but I just, like I said, I thought he got way too distinguished in that last episode. He was a dapper, distinguished guy, and that's not how yeah, I view and, and Charles. It, Even though he got older and a lot wiser, he's still that kind of, I don't know, it just didn't, yeah, I didn't buy it. It makes it less convincing, I guess. Um, so yeah, it just goes to show that casting is so, so very important, especially. But when could people... you suspend disbelief? Because that's the idea of acting. Well, and, right? and yeah, I could. exactly. I yes. Could. Yeah, for sure. Didn't but, pull it away too much. Yeah. But anytime you're dealing with with contemporary figures, people that are still around, it's it's makes it a little bit more uh, difficult to try to to cast people. And we've seen this with many other episodes or many other TV series, where sometimes they they hit the nail on the head. Other times they really struggle to have um, cast members that are are plausible and believable um, to the point where you would think that you're watching the real person. So for those that are able to do that, that that's really tremendous. So I bought a phone, by the way. I want to ask your opinion quickly on this. I bought a phone, and um, I get three months of Apple TV. Yeah. And when I thought about that, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to go through the trouble of because I'll forget about it and I'll get charged extra. But I'll be, I'll be paying for it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but I do know that the one show I've been very curious about is Ted Lasso. Um, it would be the what major reason, and maybe that Succession show I think is on there as well. Uh, so, have you watched either? You watched Succession, but Ted Lasso, have you watched that series? Yeah, we've watched both. Um, Succession, you can get on Crave. I don't know if you I've, have that. I don't have Crave. Oh, okay, um, but yeah, Ted Lasso. Oh my God, so such an amazing show. Like if if you have the three months of of the Apple subscription, like run to your TV and watch that show now. Like it, All right. is, it is so good. I highly recommend it. So so it's worth signing up and maybe forgetting that you signed up and paying an extra month yeah, to, to see Ted Lasso. Yeah, do it. Yeah, it's it's a great show. Awesome. All right, Paul, let's uh, get on with our, our Easter weekends here. Yeah, and, happy Easter uh, to you. Look yeah. forward to uh, the next episode. Absolutely. Take care.